of their own, a house of their own, children of their own. There are the two of them, and the future they are moving into is theirs too. Or is it? They were born in the same year, 1944, and were part of the first post-war generation, which in many ways represented something new, not least by dint of their being the first people in this country to live in a society that was, to a major degree, planned. The 1950s, were the time for the growth of systems. The school system, the health system, the social system, the transport system, and public departments and services too, in a large-scale centralization that in the course of a surprisingly short period would transform the way lives were led. Her father, born at the beginning of the 20th century, came from the farm where she grew up, in Sorbewagen, in the district of Utreson, and had no education. Her grandfather came from one of the outlying islands off the coast, as his father, and his before him probably had. Her mother came from a farm in Ulster, a hundred kilometers away. She hadn't had any education either, and her family there could be traced back to the 16th century. As regards his family, it was higher up the social scale, inasmuch as both his father and his uncles on his father's side had received higher education. But they too lived in the same place as their parents, Christian son, that is. His mother, who was uneducated, came from Oskostran. Her father was a ship's pilot, and there were also police officers in her family. When she met her husband, she moved with him to his hometown. That was the custom. The change that took place in the 1950s and 1960s was a revolution, only without the usual violence and irrationality of revolutions. Not only did children of fishermen and smallholders Factory workers and shop assistants started university and trained to become teachers and psychologists, historians and social workers, but many of them settled in places far from the areas where their families lived. That they did all this as a matter of course says something about the strength of the zeitgeist. Zeitgeist comes from the outside, but works on the inside. It affects everyone, but not everyone is affected in the same way. For the young 1960s mother, it would have been an absurd thought to marry a man from one of the neighboring farms and spend the rest of her life there. She wanted to get out. She wanted to have her own life. The same was true for her brothers and sisters, and that was how it was in families countrywide. But why did they want to do that? Where did this strong desire come from? Indeed, where did these new ideas come from? In her family, there was no tradition of anything of this kind. The only person who had left the area was her uncle Magnus, and he had gone to America because of the poverty in Norway, and the life he had there was for many years hardly distinguishable from the life he'd had in Vestlen. For the young 1960s father, things were different. In his family, you were expected to have an education, though perhaps not to marry a Vestlen farmer's daughter and settle on an estate near a small Surland town. But there they were, walking on this hot overcast day in August 1969, on their way to their new home, him lugging two heavy suitcases stuffed with 1960s clothes, her pushing a 1960s pram with a baby dressed in 1960s baby togs, white with lace trimmings everywhere, and between them tripping from side to side, happy and curious, excited and expectant, was their elder son, Ingve. Across the flat stretch they went, through the thin strip of forest, to the gate that was open, and into the large holiday center. 
To the right there was a garage owned by someone called Volsen. To the left, large red chalets around an open gravel area, and beyond, pine forest. A kilometer to the east stood Trumoya Church, built in 1150 of stone, but some parts were older, and it was probably one of the oldest churches in the country. It stood on a small mound and had been used from time immemorial as a landmark by passing ships and was charted on all nautical maps. On Madu, a little island in the archipelago off the coast, there was an old skippergor, a residence testifying to the locality's golden age, the 18th and 19th centuries, when trade with the rest of the world, particularly in timber, flourished. On school trips to the Oust-Adder Museum, classes were shown old Dutch and Chinese artifacts going back to that time and even further. On Trumoya, there were rare and exotic plants which had come with ships discharging their ballast water.